Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. Actress Felicity Huffman has just spent her first weekend in federal prison, sentenced to 14 days for her role in the college admissions scandal that saw the uber-rich pay their kids' way into top-level colleges. So what will it be like for her on the inside? And how does someone like her, with no exposure to prison life, get ready for the experience? We speak to a prison coach who prepares celebs for this and a former women's prison inmate to get the lowdown on what conditions will be like for the former Desperate Housewives star. Right now, Felicity Huffman isn't Felicity Huffman. The Hollywood actress is now known only as Prisoner 77806-112. The 56-year-old reported to prison last week for her 14-day sentence after she pleaded guilty to fraud and conspiracy for paying an admissions consultant $15,000 to fudge her daughter's SAT score to get her into a top-level university. She's one of 51 mega-rich people caught up in the college admissions scandal, nicknamed Operation Varsity Blues, with fellow actress Laurie Laughlin of Full House fame still waiting to see how her case will pan out. So now Felicity Huffman's behind bars, she'll have to deal with prison conditions, which we'll delve into a little bit later. But before her husband, William H. Macy, dropped her off on Tuesday, she may have had some help from a very niche business. Prison coaching. John Fuller is the original prison coach and the author of two books, including The Ten Prison Commandments, The Ten Rules You Must Know Before You Enter a County Jail, State or Federal Prison. He grew up in New Jersey, where he fell into a life of crime, including forgery and conspiracy to distribute cocaine, before starting his business helping white-collar, celebrity and sporting criminals prepare for jail. His clients include Martha Stewart, who went to prison back in 2004 for securities fraud and obstruction of justice. John, you've helped people like Martha Stewart, but do high-profile people like her entering prison, is it different to if when an ordinary citizen like you and I go in? That's a two-pronged question. The average person who has worked his or her her entire life, maybe they're upper-middle-class person, they have a lot of questions. They have a lot of fears for, you know, obvious reasons. However, when you're an African-American person from the average neighborhood, prison is a rites of passage. So you expect to get involved with crime. You expect to one day be incarcerated. And so certain things are passed down because that's your culture. So the clientele that I face is totally different. They're aware that a prison exists, but they never planned on entering in this world. So, John, we are sort of led to believe that maybe there's like a special section that celebrities can go to and that they can kind of pay extra to make life a little easier for themselves while they're inside. Is that true? It really depends on the prison. Most high security can take care of those things. And if there's a way of getting money to the officer, 
by a family or friend outside of prison, there are certainly ways that they can get things for you and make accommodations a little bit better, although they have to still be very discreet because their primary concern is that if they get something new, will you then tell another inmate? So there's always that fine line. Getting something is the easy part. But for inmate possessing something that others might see that is not prison issued is where the red flags rise. Is there issues for celebrities when they're in jail? Are they a target because other inmates know they have money and have maybe access to things that they don't? All inmates are granted the same thing because everyone in every prison has the same commissary list. So one inmate that can buy sweatpants and sneakers or a certain radio, well, the celebrity has access and can't buy anything better. And so that status doesn't really matter inside of prison, but extortion goes on all the time. If you're in a low security prison or a camp, extortion doesn't as much because everyone will be going home within a matter of months or weeks but sometimes a year or two. Felicity Huffman is in a low-security prison for women in the San Francisco Bay Area called the Federal Correctional Institute Dublin, or FCI Dublin. Some refer to it as Club Fed, and it made it onto Forbes' list of America's cushiest prisons in 2009, as cushy as a prison can be. Former Hollywood Madam Heidi Fleiss did her time there in the 90s. Holly Coolman was sentenced to 21 months for wire fraud at the Federal Correctional Facility called Victorville, which is similar to Dublin, just in another part of the state of California. Holly, how similar is the place you were in prison to where Felicity Huffman is right now? Extremely similar, very similar. Take a very run-down school, like a community college, and think about a large retail building, such as like Costco. The housing facilities are all austere, concrete floors, the pipes all overhead, you can see. There will be cinder block half walls that are about six and a half feet tall. And each of these cubicles that are built out are the living facilities. And she is in Dublin, California, where they have four women to one cubicle. So there will be two bunk beds. There will be a total of four lockers, two plastic chairs, and one writing desk that's attached to the cubicle wall. So anybody that's sleeping on the top bunk can see everybody in the entire unit. You have access to the bathrooms. They're not that far away. Everything is all similar. There is TV rooms. You have to take your plastic chair to go in and sit in, and you have to have a radio headset to be able to listen to any of the TV programs. That's in when you're downtime. There's only four computers And these are very, very old. Everybody thinks that these are like laptop or state-of-the-art, and they are not just geared to where you can get on and access any type of Internet. But these are used for communication, for email services. And again, that's all monitored. And then there's a bank of telephones, and they look just like old type of pay phones attached to the wall. And those are right behind the computer area. So it's very small. It's very dirty. There are no windows that are able to, you cannot see through at Dublin. The warden asked that all the windows be painted over. So no one has any type of 
on the outside perimeter that are sleeping um, have any access to outside light. Let's talk about what you do in downtime. I know you mentioned you can watch TV. Is there any other activities? You really have to make your own time. It's very, very monotonous in prison. People think that you're constantly working. There's a lot of downtime. So women have to figure out what your schedule is going to be. I see a lot of women in the past that have gone out and will walk a track. Everybody thinks this is like, again, a state-of-the-art track. It's a dirt track. It is, there's no grass, no nothing. It's just dirt. But people go out and run and walk. The women try and get together to exercise. So you'll see women in the evening trying to do yoga. Somebody will teach the yoga class that has some history in it. You've got those that will sleep all the time. You've got people who write. You've got people who are sewing or crocheting. So you have to stay busy to get through it. It's very monotonous. Now, would someone like Felicity Huffman, who's got a 14-day sentence, have to go through the same kind of thing as someone who is there for longer? Would she have gone through the whole admittance process where you have to give up all your possessions and all of that kind of stuff? Would she have had the same treatment? She'll have exactly the same treatment. So day one when she went in, she's treated just like anybody else. She will have a DNA swab done when she walks in. She will have her fingerprints done. There's a questionnaire. If you're feeling that you have suicide thoughts, you have to put that down. She will then, of course, be what they call dressed out. That means she's going to be given a uniform and shoes, not boots yet, shoes. And she's before that, she's going to have to be strip searched and do what they call the squat and cough, where they're looking for contraband that could be hidden in any type of bodily cavities. <laughs> so she is going to suffer that indignity. She already went through it. Um, she'll be handed a laundry bag with two blankets, a flat sheet, a pillowcase, and two bras, two washcloths, two towels, and two pairs of socks that will get her through until she's able to what they call go to laundry to get dressed out with the rest of her uniform. It's standard protocol for every person, no matter who you are. Now, what about the politics of the people who are in there? We know that People will align themselves with people of the same colour skin, for example, or the same cultural backgrounds. Is that the same thing when we're talking about yeah. a really low security prison like the one that Felicity Huffman is in? Is Does that still apply there? Interesting to say, yes, that was my experience. I did notice that Caucasians and African-Americans stay together, Hispanics, Latinos stay together. You have the very young stay together. You have the very old stay together. I was able to kind of cross boundaries uh, for what I did. But, yes, I did notice that. Her issue is going to be where there's women that are doing still a lot of time. To qualify for a camp in the United States, you have to be 10 years and less. So there are still women who have significant amount of time. And for a 14-day sentence, you know, they're not going to want to have anything to do with her. They think she's a joke. They think her whole experience and that she'll end up profiting from it. So they're not going to, they just won't have anything to do with her. And then you're going to have those that either feel that they might get something, meaning when she goes shopping, because she is going to be able to shop. She should have been able to shop today. They might be able to get something from her if they befriend her. Then you've got the starstruck people who, of course, will, will reach out to her. So it, it's really 50-50. I think the guards are going to be a little different, so... 
Well, that's going to be my next question. When you're in that position, should she befriend the guards or should she spend her 14 days befriending her fellow inmates? What what advice would you have given her going in? My advice is to lay very low with the guards. You don't want to really have much interaction because they're already going to be barking orders at her, being very direct. The Bureau of Prisons kind of has a bad reputation right now, so the media spotlight really is on them. So they know what they can and can't get away with. I would suggest that she be friends. She'd be very humble. Um, she should be very grateful for the sentence that she received. She should explain that to the women that do speak to her. And she should listen to their stories. But again, I think the toughest part for her is going to be like at count times in the evening, guards come in at 12 p.m., 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. And they'll jangle keys and shine a flashlight in her face. They're going to bark probably tell her, you know, I can't see you, you need to turn around, you need to turn over, I need to see your face. It is so difficult to sleep because, again, in that open atmosphere, you have people who are up talking all night at their normal voice level. You've got people who are having to get up and down and think it's a party and (laughs) going back and forth to the TV room. And their jobs are so minimal, meaning they may just only sleep for 15 minutes the next day. So, you know, they're up all night. So it's very hard to sleep. It's very loud. The guard's coming in. It's just difficult. So she's going to find that where you don't really get much sleep. If Felicity Huffman keeps her head down and doesn't get into any trouble, she'll be out a week from tomorrow. Then she just has to complete 250 hours of community service and pay her $30,000 fine, and this chapter of her life will be over. We'll keep you posted, though, on how fellow celeb Laurie Laughlin fares. She and her husband rejected a plea deal, and in return, were hit with more money laundering and conspiracy charges. They are right now staring down the barrel of 40 years behind bars. Today's episode of The Quickie was produced by Ellie Beatty and Ian Camilleri. For more episodes, head to mamamia.com.au forward slash the quickie. And if you wouldn't mind, could you throw us a five-star review in your favourite podcast app? It helps us get into more people's feeds. Cheers. Cheers.